Hey everybody, Chris here. Today's episode is a continuation of yesterday's conversation with Edwin Turan. And this is going to be a bonus board meeting style conversation with Edwin. Enjoy. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, this time, this time, this Okay, we have returned, we have fresh beers, and we had great talks that you guys don't get to hear while we were gone. So I'm going to let you start, Edwin, with our top three list here. So. All right. So um, one of the things that I was thinking about um, that I kind of learned when I spent my first kind of full season in the red was um, how to climb many days on in a healthy way okay um, and you learn this from someone stronger than you stronger than me yeah that that <clears throat> season um i think i'd met nick duddle in passing in colorado and he showed up to the red without a partner and uh-huh. i didn't really have anybody to climb with that season and we wound up partnering up and um climbing together for most of that trip yeah and um and he was climbing like many days on and I was always pretty cautious about resting back then. Like I, right. I didn't really like climbing many days on. I felt like I, you know, was worried about getting injured. And um, and I, and I feel like I definitely learned how to safely climb um, more than I had before by switching up the style of the holds that you're grabbing and the angles of the wall. Um, so, for example, maybe on day one, we we would go out and pick a really bouldery route, um, yep. something with small holds and really powerful moves, not very endurance based, um, and work on that. And then, you know, day two, um, your fingers are tired, you're you're kind of powered down, you don't feel like crimping too hard. Um, there's plenty of jug hauls to go do in the red. Yep, you know. Totally. So we would just go burnout second day and and work on long endurance routes um you know and then maybe third day you're you're a little fatigued so um so it makes sense to just stand on your feet and go try something that's more vertical and and technical where you're you're weighting your feet and you're relying on technique a little bit more yeah um and by day four you know you figure out you you know i would have thought i'd be toasted but at that point um you know, maybe my, my fingers were recovered from crimping really hard on day one and we could return to some of those bouldery roots. And um, I'm still not a fan of climbing, you know, more than three days on. It just doesn't feel so like... So you wouldn't do the eight days on that I'm at currently? I think, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're crazy. <laughs> but it, you're making it happen. You're still sending. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, Nate calls that stacking your projects. And, yeah. And I really, I hadn't ever heard that term until he and I were talking about it recently on a board meeting and and I think that's really really important like understand how if you're going to climb multiple days in a row to line those days up yeah yeah and and I think it it works pretty good um yeah so like this season going to the dark side on my first day yep and then going to the mother load on my second day totally 
and then just taking one day off and going back, yep. you know, back to the grind. It it seemed to work work pretty well. Awesome. Um, cool. We'll shout out Nick. Yeah. Good job. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, my number one, I learned years ago in Lander, my first trip to Lander, actually, uh, I was staying with and hanging out with Chris Lindner quite a bit. And <clears throat> it's to plan ahead, basically. Uh, Chris was, you know, he was kind of a big deal at the time and and he's a super fun guy. So he was he could have been hanging out all night and partying with all the ladies and all that, but instead he wanted to send. So he would just kind of peace out early in the evening, go to bed and be up at 7 a.m., 6 a.m. So he could get to the crag super early while conditions were good and he could send. And he had what at the time was, you know, a pretty huge trip for Lander. Like they hadn't seen anybody come through and kind of crush everything the way that he had. So that was really cool to see that even though he had this opportunity to party and, you know, like be the guy at the party, he still buckled down and said, this is what I need to do to get this route done. This is what I'm going to do and planned ahead instead of showing up at the crag like oh if i'd have just been here an hour earlier and it would have been good and if i hadn't drank seven beers last night you know he didn't do he didn't have to do any of that because he planned ahead mm-hmm. so that's my number one number that's a two. good one um i'm gonna change my number two to a different one that i just thought of right now all right and it's it. kind of i feel like it's a maybe a little bit of a touchy subject, but I think it's been like huge for me um, in in the past like year of climbing. And it's, it's definitely like weight and, and diet. Um, mm, okay. So I feel like I've any good climber that I've had like the, the privilege of going out with in, in, in the past has been really connected to their weight and to what they're eating um, and not just eating really healthy, um, but also getting down to a sort of fighting weight to try right. and do something. Um, and understanding what your fighting weight is. Which is, is it's tricky. It's yeah. really tricky. And sometimes you don't really know what your fighting weight is until you go too far below it. Sure. And, and it starts, and you really start feeling the negative effects of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's been huge to actually um, get really heavy during the summer mm-hmm. and go bouldering at altitude and eat like crazy. I mean, eating like five times a day, a bunch of protein um, and getting pretty heavy and, and bouldering pretty heavy. Which is why you're so yoked right now. Well, not anymore. <laughs> no, I'm a twiggly sport climber. Um, and then losing that weight. As, as I kind of transition right. to sport climbing and into the red. Um, and I think that the easiest way to see the, the effect that that has is to just throw an eight pound weight vest on you sure. and go hangboard um, and take off the weight vest and, and see how much better you do. Yeah, um, totally. There's, there's no way around it. Like it's a, it's a very helpful thing in, in sport climbing. Yeah, um, definitely. So, but being smart about that and, and careful with how you do it, um, is also really important or you can totally wreck your season. 
I yeah, mean, you can totally wreck your life if yeah. you're if you take it too far. You know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and I agree, and and I've never been like I've never been super dialed into my weight, but I have cut out certain things, and I do know when I'm too heavy. You know, I, I fluctuate generally between like 143 and 147. And when I go over 147, I feel it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I know it. And I'm sure I complained about it, you know. And and as I started climbing more and started training a little and getting back into my season and getting more fit, then I start to feel much better. So. Yeah. And I know that my fighting weight, like my optimum fighting weight, is around 143. Yeah. I don't think, personally, I can get much lower. I could get lower than that if I really wanted to, but I really like ice cream, and I really like cupcakes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain limit for, for yeah, what you want to totally. do. Yeah. Totally. It doesn't um, mean you have to like be a, a food Nazi. Yeah just means you have to know where your fighting weight is figure that out yep. maybe go through some tough times to figure that out yeah and then know what it takes to get back there yeah so i had um since we're throwing out numbers i guess my usual weight hovers around 145 it seems mm-hmm. like that's kind of just like where my body likes to be yep um and during the summer this summer and last summer i was was trying to to bulk up and to get heavier while I was bouldering. And I got up to 157, I think. Wow. Was was um, my weight for like both of the, of the past summers. And it's challenging to boulder when, when you're heavier, but I also feel a lot stronger and like I have more yeah, snap and, totally. and more power. Yep. If you're um, gaining the weight the right way. The right way. And and it takes eating like good quality protein, consistent and... um. And watching where those calories are coming from, right, you know, right. not not just eating garbage. Yep. Um, so putting on healthy weight and then um, cutting that weight when I've come over here. And I think last season I was the first time, last year was the first time that I actually played with weight. And what do you do to cut? Uh, it Diet. I think the red's an easy <clears throat> place to lose weight because the climbing is so uh fitness based yep. um that you're doing a bunch of cardio when you're on these long routes yep and totally. um a lot of the weight that i think i lose is muscle so if i'm hiking up to these alpine areas in the summer my legs are getting pretty muscular um right, right. you know and I'm, I'm bulking up all over the place and then when i come to the to the red like i'm not using my legs they just kind of shrink yep. so that's like a big big chunk of the weight i know is there mm-hmm. um but I think last year I kind of really discovered where my threshold was, you know, showing up and I guess mainly it my, my diet's pretty simple. I do a lot of like roasted veggies or salad with chicken or fish or, or meat at night, just maybe smaller portions than I would do. I don't get seconds. Right. Um, I'm not starving myself. I'm eating throughout the day, yep, like, but good. smaller portions, you know, definitely mm-hmm. making an effort to eat less. Yeah. But never that's, feeling That's really hungry. important. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of us come from, I know I do, I come from a, a culture of clean your plate. 
you know, where, where I feel like I need to eat everything that was prepared Mm -hmm. or I'm not finished. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've really put a lot of energy into breaking that habit and I still do it sometimes, but you know, I've tried to learn to use those leftovers and, you know, use those for breakfast in the morning or to make a burrito for lunch or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And just trying to like have snacks throughout the day. I'm, I'm really good about eating. I can eat the same thing for weeks and I don't get tired of it. If there's something I like super easy, (laughs) I can keep making the same thing over and over. Um, so yeah, last year when I got out here, I drove out to, to the red after like, you know, probably last time I weighed myself, I was like at 157, got here, um, climbed for a couple weeks, um, started working on on some routes. And I think that um, when I did Omaha, I weighed myself and I was at 138. Wow. And that felt like a place that I didn't want to stay at. Right, right. You know, right, right. I it was like, okay, I <clears throat> dipped down here. It's important to know when you're feeling unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I dipped down here. It it felt really easy to do, a, a relatively easy to do like endurance routes. Um, but all of a sudden, like I'm feeling weird. Yeah. Um, so and are you I in went, your 140s now? I'm a 142. Okay. And it seems like, you know, same thing. I was at 157, 158 this summer. Um been here for about a month and at this point like 142 feels like the perfect place for me i don't need to go any lower yep um there's no gains that would come from that i feel really energetic and um like mentally together like (laughs) brain's functioning well everything's working well so i think that that's kind of what it took for me to find that place you know um Maybe yep. if I hadn't gone too low, I just wouldn't know exactly. And now I'm certain that this is this is where I want to be for my climbing season. Yeah, and um, I think you can see it in your climbing. You know, Trans World has considerably harder moves than Omaha, mm-hmm. and is the same length essentially. It's not quite as steep, but yep. but you crushed it today, and you you know you did swing line just recently, and you've been having a great season. And you haven't had to dip down into that unhealthy weight. So yeah. just because you perform well at an unhealthy weight that, that makes you feel unhealthy, I should say, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean you are at your best performance there. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm in it for the long run. You know, yeah, yeah, I, totally. I want to climb for the rest of my life. Really I, I love it. To, and, yeah. um no route is worth making a sacrifice that'll cost me in the in the long run you know yeah. i want to try to do everything i can so that i'm i'm healthy i mean one of my favorite climbing partners is is margarita right and she's she's still pushing the grades into like her late years late old. 50 60 yeah. years old you know she's um and that inspires me like yeah, that makes totally. me want to take better care of myself and that makes me um you know make a lot of the decisions that I'm making with that in mind. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in it for life. I want to keep climbing as much as I can for as long as I can. Um, and that's good reason to take care of yourself. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. That's a good one. Uh, so my number two comes from my tratty days. Um, and this is a direct quote from Bob Scarpelli. Imagine him closing his eyes and looking down at the ground and shaking his head and saying, Big arms, little brains. 
And that was in reference to uh, my friend Ray was on a boulder problem that Bob had established eons before and had just really powered his way through it, you know, on this off width roof boulder problem. And, and then Bob watched this and, you know, said big arms, little brains, and then proceeded to float up it. And, you know, at the time he was mid fifties or something and just made it look like a ballet dance. And, and so I mimicked that or I tried to mimic that and over multiple trips tried to mimic it more and more until I could turn off with climbing into more of a dance and less of a struggle, you know, and, <clears throat> and that's something that, that I really have taken to other parts of my climbing. If something feels awkward or strange that might just be because you lack the skills to make it graceful and 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 have flow you know it doesn't mean that it's an awkward move you just might not understand how to make it graceful yeah and that goes yeah. for gym climbing that goes for outdoor climbing of course sometimes there are just awkward strange off balance moves you know that does happen mm -hmm. but not always and not nearly as often as we give it credit for like yeah. so often i hear that's just an awkward move and i'm like that's not an awkward move for me you know yeah why is it an awkward move for him and then whenever i'm about to say that's just an awkward move i'm like okay maybe you just need to learn something else yeah and you like know? what we were talking about before sometimes we might be more focused on just doing the move. Right, totally. Because we're being watched and because we want to show people that we yeah. can do the move. And ego is huge. And we just power through it. Yeah. Instead of actually taking the time to work it out and figure out a smooth way, we have this strange way of going about it where we feel better if we just do it and, and get past it than if we really work at it until it gets smoother yep um yeah and i i coach people to if they're going bolt to bolt up a project you know fight through it your first time make it awkward do whatever you have to do mm -hmm. get through it but the minute something feels a little bit awkward you need to lower down and work it out yeah you know and i think that's really important to recognize i have something to learn from that awkwardness yeah so Totally. That's my number two. What's your three? Um, my three, my threes, and I don't know. It's 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 a simple one, but I feel like it's pretty it's pretty important. I feel like the um, the the main theme, or or yeah, the main theme connecting a lot of a, a lot of the people that I've gone out and climbed with this year is um, is this huge love for climbing. Um, it was so cool to go out and, and, you know, hang out with, with, with some of the best climbers in the world in, in France this summer and, um, see how psyched on climbing they are. I think yeah. that a lot of times, like <clears throat> in my peer group, you're like, Oh, like a climbing movie. Like you should, yeah. you're watching climbing totally. movies. That's so lame. Yeah. And you're talking about climbing and, and beta. That's so, you know, and I, I kind of felt like I was getting there. I was getting a little crusty, like yeah. oh, I'm so over this, like climbing stuff. And it was amazing to get there and be like, you know, um, 
we'd come down every day from the cliff and go back to the house and we'd turn on a climbing movie while we were cooking dinner. And John was the first one that wanted to watch one. And, um, you know, just talking about it and, and like living it with, with, with people that have done it for twice as long as I've been climbing. Yeah. Um, and they're so stoked and it's so genuine and, and there's so much passion for it that it's, it's contagious you know even if 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 you're like having a bad day and you're not totally stoked like just their excitement kind of it really turns things around and it, it's a simple one but i think it's like um it's really key to sticking with whatever process you're working with you know understanding that um we're not saving lives. We're not curing cancer. This is this is purely a selfish pursuit, but we do it because it brings us so much joy. Yeah, like, totally. It, it makes me so happy yeah. to go out and rock climb. Um, and I think it's, it's hard to feel that way and to appreciate it unless you've been sidelined by an injury or, or by a health problem or, or, or something that came up in your life that took you away from what you love. Um, you know, sometimes those things are a little bit of a blessing in disguise because you no come doubt. back and you yeah, appreciate I'm totally living that yeah yeah and, and i know you went you through your shoulder thing and it feels so good to come back and yeah. you're like man it matters so little if i sent or if i didn't send you know yeah. i went through a period of of about a year that i couldn't rock climb because of health mm-hmm. problems and um <clears throat> man i still like i've been healthy for like a couple years i've had a really good run and and I still feel like I can go out to the cliff and it doesn't matter if I don't send shit that day. I'm yeah, like, I had totally. a day in the woods with friends and and was climbing and was feeling good and, and flowing and healthy. And and that's like, that. that's all that matters. I mean, yeah, just, absolutely. It makes me really happy. And I feel like connecting to that and acknowledging that we're only doing this because we feel joy, like the type of joy that a little kid feels when he's like playing around on rocks. It's one of the most unfiltered like experiences yeah. that we can have. And, yep. um, and no I doubt, try to keep man. it that way, you know, just like. That's good. Yeah. It's good to, it's good to keep that in mind and, you know, keep that psych going like that you know just just the other day i fell off of a route on a move that i can't imagine i would ever fall off on i had stuck the first move the first hard move one that i had never stuck before i stuck it and i'm like oh i've got this in the bag and then i just fell off a move that i shouldn't ever fall off of i blew out of a jug pocket like just totally blew out of it and and I'm yelling, no, no, like I couldn't <laughs> believe it happened. But I found myself like smiling and almost laughing through these no's because I'm like, this, you know, this fucking sport is amazing. Yeah, you wanted it so bad, yeah. you know, and it's, I, I've totally been there. It's so yeah. cool. And it's something I just said, this, you know, this sport is amazing. I said that, I said something similar to some guys at the campground the other night. They weren't climbers at all. They had gotten run out because of the fires out of the red, out of like the, the gorge proper. Yeah. And were camping at the campground and it's all climbers there, you know, and they were really interested. So they were talking to us about climbing. Like, what's it like? What do you do? And they were like, oh, you live in your car? That's crazy, you mm-hmm. know? And they were talking to us and I said, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting sport. And the guy immediately said, sounds like a pretty interesting life. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. 
you know this is this is what we do this is our life yeah so that's cool. yeah that's a great one it's pretty cool and it it connects us in in such interesting ways and we get to i don't know you know bump into these people that we only see I mean, I only see you in like the exactly. woods in Kentucky once yeah. every year. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the most random <laughs> spot to bump into each other. Yeah, man. Um, but you know, you build these really, really amazing friendships with people, yeah. and and um, and it's it's hard to connect with the outside. You know, I've totally had that response, like, "Oh, you live in your car? That yeah, that's so sad." I know. <laughs> like, I know. No, it's I know. the opposite. It's awesome. Yeah, like, I love it. This is what I'm yeah. choosing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just like reminding yourself that you you're you're doing this because you love it you know yeah. and it it, it Such feeds a great great point it really feeds your your soul and and taps into that like just like that that sort of state of play you know like it's good for all of us to just play um and we don't do it enough as as adults and and it's great i feel like this 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 keeps us young in in that sense yep and just to continue that conversation i'm gonna switch my number three as well um, several years ago on my second trip to wild iris, I went out with my friend Yasmin and, uh, we went out climbing with local legend out there, BJ Tilden. And we were about halfway through the day and we were like, well, you know, where's your project? What do you, what do you want to do? Cause he had just been showing us around, you know, and it was this perfect day. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my thing's already in the sun. And I was like, why didn't you say something? Like, why didn't we go over there while it was in the shade so that you could get on it? And he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm here. I live here. Uh, it'll be back in good condition, you know? So I think, being willing to give up your day to share that joy to to show people around like you were talking about john was having such a good time showing you around in seuss being willing to be the person that does that i think is a huge huge thing yeah and i think that's i hadn't i don't know that i'd ever been that willing to do that until bj did that and since then i've remembered when people are like you know, can I go climbing with you? Or do you want to come and help with this? Or do you want to do this? Or can I get a belay? I remember that. And then I'm much more willing to go do it. Yeah. So It feels great. And it yeah. feels natural at a place. I've had the chance to do that a little bit this season with yep. people that have showed up for their first time here. And it kind of just like feels easy in a way when you love a spot so much. Like, yeah, this totally. is my favorite place to climb in the whole world. Yep. And it's so easy to just be like, oh, my, you've never been here before? Like, yeah. okay, well, we need to go to this crag and this crag, you know? And they're like, but you don't have anything to do there. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like that crag is amazing and you have to go there and yep. and I'll stick it for you. And you know, it's totally, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to, to just roll with that psych. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a cool place to be, you know, you've spent so much time in an area and you know it so well that, um, it, it feels like, it feels good. Yeah, like it does show people around. It really does. Yeah. And we all love this shit. So we're just trying to spread that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for sitting down with me. I cool. really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was great. Cool.
Big thanks to Edwin for sitting down and talking for so long. I really appreciate these conversations. Like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, these have become my education, and it means a lot to me. Um, You know, if you guys are sitting around at the crag, don't just twiddle your thumbs. Look around. Watch. You can learn from everybody, not even just the better climbers. There's something you can learn from every person at the crag. Even if it's what not to do, you're learning something. So be aware. Pay attention. Find those little tidbits that you can add in to your own routine. It's going to go a really, really long way. Again, you can find Edwin's photography online at edwinturan.com. You can and should follow him on Instagram at edwinturan. And you can find us at Climb So Ill the week of April 2nd. Well, you'll be able to find me. You'll be able to find Nate and I both on April the week of April 10th at Sport Rock in Alexandria, Virginia. And find us online, powercompanyclimbing.com. All the things. Buy some shirts. Check out training plans. Go and rate and review the podcast if you haven't yet. There's a lot of you that haven't, and I understand why. It's a pain in the ass. But go do it anyway. You can follow us on the social medias, at Power Company Climbing, across all of them. Except, of course, the Twitters. We don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, 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 this time